You've heard the comparison. If you, unless you've been in a rock somewhere, you've heard the Kenneth Lofton, Zach Randolph comparison. Is there legitimacy to it? Is it something Grizzlies fans should be excited about? And how does it translate to this Grizzlies team? We're going to talk about all of that coming up right here on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Lock on Grizzlies. I am your host, DeMichael Cole. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to Lock on Grizzlies, making it one of your first listens and or watches each and every day. You know you can find us everywhere, right? Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcast, Lock on Grizzlies is right there waiting for you so again much love to all the people who subscribe comment and like the content uh we're trying to improve it each and every day and week for you first of all this episode of locked on grizzlies is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before so bet in line is where you go because bet online is where the game starts Today, we're going to talk about one Grizzlies player in particular, and that is Kenneth Lofton Jr. One of the biggest surprises or one of just the biggest stories. Some people, it wasn't even a surprise. Just one of the biggest stories. Let's say that. One of the biggest stories from the Grizzlies Summer League was the play of Kenneth Lofton Jr. And, man, I I literally can't tell you how many times. I've heard this guy's name since he's been a member of the Grizzlies. I'm going to put it in perspective for you. And this is when I say I've heard his name, you know, this comes from people knowing that I'm the beat writer for the Grizzlies uh, at the commercial appeal and just casual conversations. John Morant, of course, you know, anytime someone uh, talks to me about the Grizzlies, John Morant is the first name that's come up this summer. The name that's coming up the second amount, more than Desmond Bain, more than Jaron Jackson, more than Jacob Ravia, more than David Roddy. It's been Kenneth Lofton Jr. That's how big of a, I guess, a cultural phenomenon. And it, it makes sense that, you know, it's not, not saying that he's bigger than any of those guys because clearly, you know, Desmond Bain is in his offseason. We know how important he is. Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, had his injury and in that situation. Um, you know, his name comes up a lot as well. But Kenneth Lofton Jr., I mean, and some of the things people have said to me, you know, when I was in Las Vegas and, you know, I was in a couple of my Uber rides and, and one person was like, "Is this guy looks like me. He looks like me and he's cooking on the basketball court. And there's some legitimacy to that statement because when you talk about players who look like, you know, people – regular people um Stephen Curry was one of the names I think in around 2015 around that time frame he really 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 set it off from that perspective in terms of people gravitated towards Stephen Curry 
They gravitated towards the way he plays. They gravitated towards his game because he's what six, six, three, six, two and a half, a buck eighty. And most of his skill is predicated on shooting the basketball, agility, things that the average human, and not the average human, a very skilled athlete as a human, but they're not too incapable of doing. You know, when you think of jumping through uh, jumping out of the ceiling like a LeBron James and the chase down blocks. That's some real freakish, genetically gifted stuff. Every human just doesn't have that God-given ability. Whereas a guy like Steph Curry, you can go in the gym and you just work, work, work. You can you can aim to reach that. You know, um, you're not going to reach it, FYI. But you can aim to reach those type goals. And that's how people feel about Kenneth Lofton Jr. They see this guy who's 6'7", 275 pounds, uh, doesn't have this super chiseled frame. And they say, man, that looks like me, you know, at the the YMCA Center and things like that. But with all that being said, the most glowing thing that I've heard that's come out of all the Kenneth Lofton Jr. talk is one comparison. One comparison has continually came to mind. And Grizzlies fans, you 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 know what I'm talking about. Uh, you've heard this comparison. And that's the Zach Randolph Jr. comparison. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw some things out there. Then I'm going to give you a second to really soak in what I'm going to say. And we're going to see, you know, what, what do you think, Locked On Grizzlies viewers? Do you think the, the Zach Randolph, Kenneth Lofton Jr. comparison has some legitimacy to it? Let's throw some things out there. Left-handed, big guy, undersized a little bit, but a little bit in terms of healthier, I mean, heftier, uh, scoring-wise, does a lot of their, their work in the mid-range to the, to the low block area. And scoring around the rim, less about lift, more about angles and persistence and just strength. Uh, Extremely skilled guys with the ball in their hand and can play the four, can play the five, can shoot it with range. Again, smooth left-handed jumper. So, hold up. I'm going to let you mull over what I just said a little bit. Smooth left-handed jumper. Yes, a little bit undersized in terms of height, but makes up with it in terms of size on the healthier side. Not jumping out of the gym. Uh, can finish under the rim with some of the best of them in the game. Mid-range jumper, low post turnaround jumper, fadeaways. All of that is in their arsenals. Now, is there legitimacy to it for you? Mold on it for a second. Okay, time's up. Time's up. I think it is. And you know who else thinks it is? Bonzi Wells. So let's let's do a let's do a sort of a history lesson right here. Bonzi Wells now is the head coach at Lamorne Owen College in Memphis, Tennessee. Lamorne Owen College is the HBCU in Memphis. It's a Division II basketball school. And historically speaking, Lemoyne Owen 
has been one of the most productive schools in terms of basketball history in the state of Tennessee. Coach Jerry Johnson, rest in peace to Coach Jerry Johnson, actually was the first coach in the state to win a NCAA championship. So Lamorne on College has history. Bonzi Wells is the coach there now, just finished his first season this past year. Bonzi Wells also played with the Memphis Grizzlies. He was on that 0-4 team we talked about on Locked On Grizzlies before, which kind of set the tone and the standard for the future of Grizzlies basketball playing over there at the Pyramid. And then even before that, Bonzi Wells spent some time in Portland. Who else played in Portland? Zach Randolph. But the story goes even deeper than that. That's that's just the surface level of Bonzi Wells and, you know, his knowledge of Zach Randolph. Where is Bonzi Wells from? This is an Indiana native, right? This is an Indiana native. I believe he's from Muncie, Indiana. You know where Zach Randolph is from? Marion, Indiana. Both Indiana neighbors, both played together in the NBA, both played with similar franchises. Well, all that being said, Bonzi Wells had a one-on-one, you know, just a casual conversation with him. And we were talking, and he said this. He, He brought up Kenneth Lofton. Again, this is another person who unprovoked started talking about this Kenneth Lofton Jr. guy. And he told me, he said, man, Kenneth. That that kid that the Grizzlies had, he looks like a young Zebo, and he emphasized. He said, "No, not not the Zach Randolph that Grizzlies fans are accustomed to seeing. You caught him on the back end of his career, young Zach Randolph." He emphasized that to me, and Bonzi Wells stood on that again, doubled down by saying, "You got to remember, I've known." Zach Randolph since we were like 12, 13 years old, which again, two Indiana natives grew up playing basketball together, grew up, you know, through the NBA ranks together as well. For Bonzi Wells to say it, it hit me a little different. We've heard people casually mention it. You've heard the comparisons just I threw out there, you know, with the jumper and things like that. But the thing is (laughs) – When Bonzi Wells say it, I think it has a little more legitimacy to it. And I'm certainly becoming a believer. I'm becoming a believer. So coming up on Locked on Grizzlies, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about why I'm becoming a believer and why the Zach Randolph, Kenneth Lofton Jr. comparison is legit. But before we get to that, we got to talk about bet on line because again bet online is your premier source for betting it's where i go each and every day anytime even when i'm not betting bet online is just where you go to get an idea of who who is the favorite which teams are the favorite prop bets who's projected to score this many points in this game nfl season is right underway preseason and training camp it's training camp week for nfl teams so guess what soon bet online is going to have you covered with the NFL coverage too, but right now you can go get your MLB coverage. Uh, we just saw, you know, a great weekend for the track and field. Uh, congratulations to Team USA, Sydney McLaughlin, the 4x400 men's relay team, uh, all the great things that they just did. 
you know, as well. But Bet Online is where you go to get all these things covered right now. Your best bet for Bet Online is MLB. Again, I always point back to my Atlanta Braves. My Atlanta Braves right now are favorite over the Philadelphia Phillies in an upcoming three-game series. Right now, one-and-a-half run favorites over the Phillies. I'm liking that number with Max Reed on the mound today. But it's more than that. Check out this. The San Diego Padres, currently fifth in the NL, are favored by one-and-a-half against the Detroit Tigers, one of the worst offenses in baseball. You can go get numbers like that at BetOnline. So go to BetOnline.net right now. That's where you get your premier bets because it's the number one place to go. So speaking of betting, you know, I'm talking about betting on Kenneth Lofton Jr. and this whole Zach Randolph comparison thing. And we're here to talk about why the comparison is legit, right? So let's break it down. You know, if you watched Zach Randolph over the course of his career, one thing that you saw was consistency everywhere he went Zach Randolph was a bucket and he was never the most athletic guy in the world he went he started out in Portland went to the Knicks went to the Clippers for a little bit and of course Grizzlies and Kings each location you saw him dominate with Portland 20 points a game 23 points per game one year uh didn't play with the Knicks you know very long but 20 20 points a game over there with the Knicks as well. 20 points per game with the Clippers. 20 points per game in his first two seasons with the Grizzlies. Then he settled around that, you know, 16, 17 range during the grit and grind era. But I think those are almost, you know, the thing about the numbers is those numbers might not directly translate because we talked about, when this comparison with Kenneth Lofton Jr. and Zach Randolph Jr., here's the thing. People are always going to be infatuated by numbers. And the way the NBA is changing, you cannot do that. You can't compare Steve Kerr, who retired as the best three-point percentage shooter in the history of the game, or Hubert Davis, who was one of the best three-point shooters of the 90s as well. You can't compare Steve Kerr and Hubert Davis shooting to Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Way more shot attempts for these guys these days. It's a completely different ball game. It's a completely different ball game. So my point is, when it comes to the Kenneth Lofton Jr. and Zach Randolph comparison, we just mentioned all the 20-point-per-game seasons at different spots for Zach Randolph. Even though he looks like Randolph in terms of the shooting touch, the midi, the turnaround, finishing around the rim while jumping four, five, six inches off of the ground, even though he looks like Zach Randolph from that perspective, Kenneth Lofton's numbers may not ever show it. They might not ever show it. For one, Zach Randolph spent most of his career playing power forward. The NBA isn't the same. This is a completely different NBA these days. And here's the thing. People like Zach Randolph, who 
was a little bit slower laterally and things like that. They don't play power forward anymore in today's games. The only true power forwards that are still playing power forward are guys like Anthony Davis, who can guard pretty much one through five. Most of the power forwards in today's games are slimmer. They're quicker laterally. And they're smaller. They're combo forwards. They're bigger, small forwards and things like that. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a great example. 6'11 guy who can cover all type of ground across the court. With that being said, Kenneth Lofton Jr., does he fit that billing? I don't think so. He is a five more so in today's game, but he's a true four through the history of basketball if that makes sense. So now we just broke down. You know, he looks like Zebo, and his numbers may not show it. Here's another reason why his numbers may not show it. Yes, he plays in Memphis, kind of like Zach Randolph did and became an all-star and, you know, made an all-NBA team and whatnot. But the difference in their situations is the fact that Zach Randolph played for the grit and grind Grizzlies. Oh, the OG Grizzlies fans, you remember the grit and grind Grizzlies, right? This team slowed the ball down. Uh, Mike Conley bringing the ball up the court, 18 seconds on the shot clock. Get the ball, you know, uh, to these guys. You're getting it to Marcus All. You're getting it to Zach Randolph, and you're letting them work, and you're just running the shot clock down, and you're just pounding. It is more about the defensive end. It was more about the defensive end with the grit and grind Grizzlies with Marcus All as your anchor, with T.A. just being a hound, with Mike Conley being a pest, and so forth. So those grit and grind Grizzlies, you saw a lot of games in the 90s, a lot of playoff games in the 80s. Some games, you know, teams, both teams shooting below 40%. That's what you saw during the grit and grind era. This Grizzlies team, they have some of that grind mentality. But this team just finished second in the NBA in points per game. This team led the NBA in transition points. This team played at one of the fastest paces in the NBA, led by John Morant, who gets the rebound himself a lot of times or gets one pass and he's gone. Or led by Tyus Jones, who's making quick outlet passes, getting guys involved, or Desmond Bank, who's pushing the tempo as soon as he gets the ball. They play completely different from a brand style. So – the thing is, over the course of Summer League, and I've mentioned this on, on past Locked On Grizzlies episodes, while Kenneth Lofton Jr. was putting up these great numbers, you know, uh, 18 points, 9 points in his debut, shooting the basketball well, shooting 60% from the floor, while he was putting up these great numbers over the course of Summer League, that's what the fans saw. That's what we saw. But what the Grizzlies saw was, okay, you're holding the ball a little bit too much in the post from time to time. Let's work on moving the ball a little bit more. And then there had to be some conversations about Kenneth Lofton Jr. incorporating some of his game into the Grizzly style of play while they worked on making him incorporate some of the Grizzlies brand inside of his game. So there was a nip and tuck there in terms of, Kenneth Lofton Jr., this is from conversation, you know, with the coaches, other players, and things like that. The thing is with Kenneth Lofton Jr., the Grizzlies have, you know, emphasized 
the fact that they want to play this fast-paced brand of basketball. You didn't see a lot of low post touches where the ball would would isolate on the block uh, with Jaron Jackson, with Brandon, with Brandon Clark, with Stephen Adams, with Xavier Tillman, with any of those guys. You didn't see a lot of possessions like that. But that so happens to be the strength of Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s game. And when we saw him at his best in summer league, it was him getting the ball, two dribbles, pounding into someone's chest who is a lot smaller than him, and getting an easy basket, drawing a foul, or possibly kicking it out to someone for an easy shot. We saw a lot of that in summer league. The Grizzlies historically have not played that style. So there is kind of a mesh that's undergoing right now. And, again, that's another reason why if you look at his numbers, just from a a solistic number perspective, it may not ever look like Zebo. So you can't – this may not be a comparison where you say, hey, Zach Randolph averaged 20 points twice with the Grizzlies, or he averaged 17 or 18 or 16 this year and, and, and whatnot. Kenneth Lofton Jr. is in a completely different situation where he's going to be given chances to be successful. Right now he's still on his two-way contract. We're going to talk about that more coming up at the break because there is an interesting perspective there. He was one of the best players in summer league, right, for the Grizzlies. A lot of people have told me that. I think so as well. But now the question is, what happens next for Kenneth Lofton Jr.? We're going to talk about that coming up after the break. So Kenneth Lofton Jr. just had one of the best summer leagues on the Grizzlies roster. He looked, of the rookies, he looked the most offensively prepared to impact the game right now. And he's 6'7", listed at 275, but I had a conversation with him too. And the conversation was actually kind of going about his weight and things like that. And he told me he's lost about 20 pounds. And you hear everyone, well, not everyone, you hear some people saying, oh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. should lose weight or, oh, if he gets down to this size, he'll be unstoppable. Well, let me tell you this. From his perspective, coming out of his mouth, he likes where he's at weight-wise. And Looking at him close at something, he moves pretty good. He moves pretty good. Now, will he be able to guard, you know, Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry one-on-one with seven seconds on the shot clock left? A lot of big men can't do that. That's completely unrealistic expectations for him. But all in all, the Grizzlies are figuring out what type of defensive coverages that will work best with him, and this is another thing that came from the coaches, how they're going to incorporate him in that way because the offensive skill is there. So that all brings, brings along the question, Will when will when will we see Kenneth Lofton Jr.? Because here's the thing. Kenneth Lofton Jr. is on a two-way contract. So – The thing about the two-way contract is you can't play more than 50 regular season games and no playoff eligibility. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Two-way contracts can't play more than 50 regular season games and no playoff eligibility. So right now with the current contract that Kenneth Lofton Jr. is on, if you're expecting him to be a member of the Grizzlies playoff rotation, it's not happening. They would have to move his contract to a standard contract, which as we've talked about in the past, I believe Sean Coleman touched on the fact that the Grizzlies right now 
have 16 players on standard contract. They have two two-way players. Vince Williams, who was a second-round pick at 47 from Z, from VCU in this past draft, and Kenneth Lofton, who went undrafted and you know had a great summer league. Those are your two guys who do not count against the roster. So 18 overall players signed, but 16 to standard contracts. You can only have 15 on an NBA roster. Completely normal at this time of the year. A lot of teams have rosters bigger than 15, but eventually those numbers will have to get down to 15. And if you convert Kenneth Lofton Jr. from a two-way to a standard, now you have 17 standard contracts. And if you look at the Grizzlies roster and rotation right now, it's going to be tough to get it down to 15. I wrote a story. You can go check it out at commercialappeal.com on the Grizzlies roster crunch where it gives more detail on guys who could be on the roster bus bubble and, and some of the names you want to pay attention to there. Uh, go check out my story at commercialappeal.com slash Grizzlies. But if you convert Kenneth Lofton Jr. to a standard contract, tougher decisions will have to be made from that perspective. So the Grizzlies are in a, in a situation, right? Because at the end of the day, I think most of us, if not all, can agree with Kenneth Lofton Jr., he brings something different to the table. As great as the Grizzlies are in transition, we hounded on this towards the end of the season about half-court offense. What hurt this team against Golden State? In each of those games where they were winning in the fourth quarter or even in the game six where they played Golden State, nipped and took until Golden State pulled away late in that fourth quarter and and believe it was game four, maybe game five, uh, whichever one of those games, I think it was game four, where the Grizzlies lost after having a fourth quarter lead late into the game. Half court offense doomed them. And the thing is, imagine if they would have had a Kenneth Lofton Jr. Because the great half court offenses over the course of NBA, yes, a lot of them in today's NBA have great wing scorers who you can get the ball to in that mid-range, mid-post area like a Kevin Durant. I believe the two best clutch players in the NBA this past season were Devin Booker and Chris Paul, uh, statistically speaking. But And those two players were also two of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA as well. So all of that kind of directly correlates. The Grizzlies' mid-range shooting was not the greatest strength. The Grizzlies' half-court offense wasn't the greatest strength. We saw Kenneth Lofton Jr. make and take a lot of mid-range jumpers in summer league. And we saw him thrive in situations where they just threw him the ball and said, hey, we're out of the way. Go to work, big dog. And he bullied guys under the rim, drew a foul, and things like that. From that perspective, he brings something different. We saw glimpses of that with Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think Jaron Jackson Jr., as he becomes more forceful and just more dominant in his style of play, he's going to get even better at that. But right now, I think Kenneth Lofton Jr. brings that from day one. So there's a different perspective that he brings on that end. The reason we're questioning if he gets upgraded from a two-way contract to a standard contract is on the defensive end. Because we know with the Grizzlies, not too big of fans of a lot of one-way guys. You know, you got to you gotta grind. You got to show that grit on both ends. And here's the thing, speaking about defense on Kenneth Lofton Jr. From what I noticed, in summer league, he has really good hands. And what I mean by good hands is you're going to see him when he's being posted up and guys try to turn around over him. Instead of him throwing his hands up high 
contesting the shot, he's going to swipe down from time to time, try to get the block. I mean, try to get the steal. I saw him actually succeed at that a couple of times. There were a couple of times he called for a foul and you could hear, you could hear the ball being hit in Las Vegas and, you know, and just other situations where guys dribble the ball in front of him, he'll reach from time to time and be aggressive, you know, a la a DeAnthony Melton or a Kyle Anderson, two guys who are no longer on the Grizzlies roster, but he has real instinctual hands defensively. Now, the question will be the foot speed because, as we saw, I just mentioned that one thing you want to do is have a guy like Kenneth Lofton Jr. who you can get the ball to in the half court. What if the Grizzlies want to have Kenneth Lofton Jr. in at the end of games, in the last two, three minutes? What happens with defenses in those last two, three minutes a lot of time to, to avoid the breakdowns, to keep it simple and, you know, basically straightforward is a lot of teams switch. The Grizzlies did it a lot. This is why throughout the course of the regular season and as we saw in the Timberwolves series, the Grizzlies turned to Brandon Clark to finish games over Steven Adams because with Brandon Clark, you had the more mobile guy who was going to, you know, move better laterally, who's going to, you know, basically give you a better chance in those one-on-one isos against those quick shifty guards that you're going against in the West Conference like Steph Curry, uh, like Chris Paul, like Damian Lillard, and the list goes on. Kenneth Lofton Jr., you want to have him in on the offensive side, but the question will be, will he be able to hold up on that end? Well, through the conversations I've had just talking with, you know, David McClure, who's a Grizzly summer league coach, and and just other people just to get an idea. Uh, the thing is, right now, the Grizzlies, are, they want to figure out what's the best way to use him on the defensive side of the ball. Do we hard hedge? Do we play drop coverage where you basically, you know, try to get the deep, try to get the offense to take a long mid-range jumper, but you give them the pull-up three-pointer, which, you know, if you're playing against Steph Curry and Dame Lillard, which is just not good coverage. But the Grizzlies are currently figuring out what they want to do from the defensive perspective with Kenneth Lofton Jr. Once they find that successful path, and who knows, that path may not even be found until Jaron Jackson Jr. is on the floor as well. Because, again, I talked about it time and time again. Jaron Jackson Jr. operates like a safety. He is a guy who can cover up a lot of mistakes. He kind of did it for a lot of Grizzlies players this season, you know, on the way to being named first team all defense in the NBA. You may not see what he truly brings, you know, on that end until he's playing with Jaron Jackson Jr., who's going to be out for the beginning of the season. But there's true potential for Kenneth Lofton Jr. to be upgraded to that contract where he gets the standard contract and he's one of the 15 guys on the roster. I think it can happen this season and tough decisions are going to have to be made for that to happen. But Kenneth Lofton Jr., I think the Zach Randolph talk is legit there is some legitimacy there and at the end of the day he's the real deal he can hoop he has the midi he has the post game he has the touch and this is just the beginning for him we're going to talk about him a lot more in future episodes but thanks for making locked on grizzlies your first listen each and every day um coming up we're going to talk more about the summer league grizzlies and there's been a couple things going on with the current players from last year's team. We're going to talk more about them as well. Before your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA. If you want to do that in just 30 minutes, 
all you have to do is go to Locked On NBA. As I mentioned, it's so much going on in the league right now. Jalen Brown in trade talks, the same Jalen Brown who was arguably the best player on the Celtics in the NBA Finals, they're putting his name out there to try to get Kevin Durant. Wow, that's a big deal. Uh, You have all this other Kevin Durant news going on. All this talk around the NBA, locked on NBA, you can go find out everything. It's your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. So make sure, just like you download that Locked On Grizzlies and you go check us out, go check out Locked On NBA as well. But thank you again for tuning in to today's episode. We appreciate you each and every day for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. We'll see you next time.